What are you laughing about already? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> so the sloppiness begins. So hoping to keep this uh, cordial and, and professional. <laughs> but no, you're already... I mean, I guess it's probably quite cordial, but uh, probably mm. lacking in profession, professionality. Yeah. Professionalism. Professionally, perhaps I'm still perhaps I'm still feeling the tightest. We're recording on Wednesday, yes, uh, because I've got the day off today, and we went out today, which is really nice. That was really nice. Uh, But so I'm working tomorrow, so we're just recording today while I've got time off, and uh, (laughs) this this is going to be Friday's episode. So what 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 is so funny? I I don't know. So just keep going. Are you going to blame that on being pregnant too? Sure. Because I can. <laughs> yeah, right. Classic. I was gonna. I was gonna actually ask because we never even got to it in the last episode about the stress thing. It kind of became more of a joke at the end. You're like, oh, you so, you know how like stressed you were. <laughs> I, mean, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember at all. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's alright then. Well, we we went out today, uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> I don't even know whether to shut this or keep this. I'm like, keep it. I don't even. (laughs) You know, have some laughter for your Friday morning. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know if it's um like <laughs> all the um, videos, the reels that I sent oh, you. Oh, for God's sake. It's, it's like I didn't laugh this much when I was watching this. It's probably like. <laughs> so delayed, pent up. Delayed. All this pent up laughter. <laughs> They're all going on in my head. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Are you good? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Is it the water? Okay. What's in the Northbrook Australian spring water? Don't play the water. That's the only thing I can think of. That's different from before I drank it. There's like laughing gas in the water. <laughs> oh no. Alright. Anyway. <laughs> Do I need to pause it so you can regain your composure? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Okay. Just, just go to my past. Yeah. Think about unfunny things. What's not funny? Tell me what's not funny. Um, uh, this sewing machine. It's it's a brick. It's it's not particularly attractive. It's just a big square block of plastic. Um, uh, <laughs> There's cardboard hanging on the wall just there. Yeah, cardboard. What's it composed of? What's what's cardboard actually made of? Is it the same stuff the paper's made out of, but it's just in a greater density or something? Sad, honey, sad. No, oh, oh no, sad. No. Um, uh. Sorry, that was my attempt at the, 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 the what's it called? <laughs> the, the tin, the tin pot with the whistle solo from a heart will go off. Okay. Okay, I'm all right. You sure? <laughs> your mascara yeah, you know. is all over the place. <laughs> oh, you, you're fucking, your eye, you look like you've been punched. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, no, just talk. It should pass. <clears throat> it should pass. It okay. should pass. All right. Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> what if I just sat here and stared at you until it stopped? No, no, just just talk. Just yeah? Say, yeah. Okay. I don't, because I don't know what you're going to be talking about. But. Well, I made, I actually really remembered 
uh, today while I was perusing through Dimmick's, the the nice decent sized bookshop in the in the CBD today because mm. we went out to the CBD yes. to do some Christmas shopping to get out and also move around and whatnot. It was fueled by many a decent conversation, which was nice. Mm. I don't know how many, how much of any of it we can actually share though. Yeah, because it is actually quite uh, it is quite private Perfect. stuff. Yeah. But we had a we had a good conversation with the door this morning. Yeah, over really we, had, we had a we had breakfast this morning out and we had a bit of a phone consultation with the doula which was uh-huh. really lovely yes uh, we actually only briefly just quickly squished that into the end of the last episode maybe we should talk a little bit more about the midwives oh, yeah, doula we thing yeah we didn't talk about it that much no we didn't uh okay and i'll leave my leave my what i was starting to say i'll leave oh, that no, until no. sort if of you... just after oh, well no no no. okay, okay we'll talk okay, about the, right. the midwives yeah. and the uh guys probably just sounds so unorganized it's like we're planning what we're going to talk about while we're recording Ugh, I but so we've got the doula organized and we've got the midwives organized. So we've got, we had a consultation with the doula yesterday and we've got a consultation with the midwife tomorrow, tomorrow. over Zoom. Yeah. So that's really nice. Really nice. Do you yeah, want to talk so. a little bit about, about the experience, what you're, what you're, how you're feeling perhaps stress-wise um, uh, with a pregnancy and support and all that kind of stuff? Okay. Well, I do feel um, supported and like, like, I've, like someone's got my back. So I'm, I'm actually not um, kind of as all over the place as I was before when I first kind of found out I was pregnant. I'm like, oh, my God, where do I start? Who do I talk to? You know, who do I trust and this kind of thing. So um, as I got the contacts through a variety of, pe- of people, um, it turns out that the doula and the midwife actually know each other and they've worked together before. So that, and we all align, we've got very like similar beliefs. So that really helps too. Um, so I'm very, very um, grateful and ble- feel very blessed that that all just came and happened very swiftly. It did. It, yeah. did. it happened like as, as rapidly almost as I got the job. And- <laughs> yeah, it did. I was, I was very glad that it did. Um, because I don't know how long I would have gone without kind of feeling that kind of support. Like, even though I don't, I don't talk to her all the time, it's just nice that I am, like, she is there, that my daughter's is going to be there during the pregnancy, just checking in on me, like, spiritually and my, with my anxiety. So I was talking to her about it. Um, and she's all about meditation. So she's going to be, she's, meditation is a big part of her work. She goes, it's a non-negotiable. It's a, she has a hundred percent success rate with it. So, that's something that we'll be doing and where we've got um, the couple's meditation. Um, What's classes like the 100% success rate? Like a success in what? Like successfully having a natural birth as a result? Oh, like- just like ma- managing managing stress, managing like, right. that kind of thing. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming. I yeah, didn't right. ask for that, the specifics, but I assume like not feeling kind of afraid. So and overwhelmed. She's, and overwhelmed. Yeah. And, yeah. So she's all about empowering you to – being the most control or in full control of your body during your labor or pregnancy and labor. So you don't have to rely on someone else to kind of tell you what's going on in your body. You feel things and you know whether something's right or wrong or you've got the power to kind of, yeah, like you're in control. You mm. don't, you're not kind of afraid. You're, you feel the most empowered. To she hands you the keys to the offense. Is that a sports term? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. You can run point on your uh, on your own pregnancy. That's yes. a basketball reference. Sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so, 
I already feel like she's doing a very good job of that. And I've only spoken to her about three or four times. Yeah, it was really good. So it was the first time I'd actually spoken to her today as well. And she's quite uh, frank and to the point and very yes. blunt, which I really appreciate. Very much appreciate. Because uh, it's, 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 she's also very, I think, penetrating with her insight. I feel like we kind of uh, were able to share a little bit of our backstory so that she mm. could understand us a little bit more in our current situation. And she was very, uh, very attentive. Yeah. And, uh, picked up on the key underlying themes, I guess, of our story mm. and was able to give us very good advice based on those themes. Very good So, advice. listen to what we had to say. But then she she even said straight out to us, she goes, that's the story. Yep. Okay, that's the story. Now, you know, kind of what are you going to do about it? Yep. Or you know, how, how can you make happen what it is that you want yep. to happen? That's right. You know, let, let's not get bogged down by the story here. What do you want and how do we go get it? Yeah. So, how that was something. Change, that, change the story, yeah, into something better. Yeah, and that was something yeah, I really appreciated. Yeah, she's she's really good like that. I really appreciate that too about it. Because um, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good leader where she really just stands up and she's there for you. She backs you up. And she's like, I'm going to carry you, but, like, this is the direction. Because it's like she can see ahead and you, she's just guiding you there. Well, just having the experience, obviously, going through uh, the pregnancy process with other women. And she's obviously yeah. a mother herself as well. So, yeah. having all that experience really uh, really helps. Yeah, truly. And being in a position like that to facilitate others' pregnancy. So, it's not just personal experience with actual pregnancy herself it's working with pregnant women with pregnant too so obviously well, yeah. having all that experience is really beneficial for us to be able to uh, trust. trust and to <laughs> learn from, from and respect yeah. and all that kind of stuff mm. for sure and it's also a good it's a good it's good frankness not only for the pregnancy like we were saying in, in we've, we've said before that this is this is going to be something for us that we set our mind to it mm. and we say this is what we want yeah like for you you've been really firm with this and yeah. you've You've been uh, completely unwavering, which has just been incredible, mm. on how you want this pregnancy to to run and how you want it to conclude. Yeah. And it's going to be one of those things, I think, like an experience that we'll be able to draw on for life in general, for other areas of life. Yeah. To go, this is what I want. This yeah. is what I want. Yeah. Right. And today I picked up uh, Think and Grow Rich by mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill. Yeah. Highly recommended. Highly recommended yeah. to really start my money mindset education so, so that excited. I can start to learn better the ways to be in order to uh, to attract and accumulate wealth, not just financially and materially, but mm. yeah, the spiritually and all that kind of stuff. Just just educating myself in that front. So very so excited. excited. I've started getting into it. Yeah. But uh, uh, the first chapter in it is called Desire. It's on desire. Mm. So wanting, wanting the <clears throat> the thing, knowing what you want yep. and desiring to achieve it, yep. having the drive and the will. And that's what you've got, right? I With- think this is one of the first times where I know what I want. Mm. I really know what I want. Um, with my work and all that beforehand, I, it kind of came to me and I think I wanted it to be the thing I want. Mm. So and it's like a, a meta want. Because this is yeah, it's a very different feeling, this compared to that. And that's when I I know that um I know that there's a difference. I can feel the difference. And that's why I can put that aside very confidently and to liberate myself from that stress and that suffering that I was putting myself under. So what I um so I'm just moving my computer because it's breathing really heavily and I don't know if the microphone's picking that up or not. We can move this. Hang on. Just to move it away from the microphone a little bit. Sorry. If you're listening and you hear this like air being this fan in the background, it's my computer. Do you want bit. it like that? No, it's fine. Okay. Sorry, continue. So you really want it. So, yeah, this is something that I know that I want. 
I don't I don't know why I want I mean I don't know why I want it but it's it's interesting to actually want something this much and be unwavering like it's a really really nice feeling this is the way I want something and there's no there's no other way I feel like it's it's that you're in we're both in but like you're in a we're in a situation we can't back out of Mm. but it's like a genuine uh, the the difference this time is that the as in this time is in compared to the, the situation we're in financially where it's like we want to liberate ourselves financially. Yeah. Is that I feel as though this time it's it's more imminently physical. Like there's a baby yeah. growing. Like there is a there's an yeah. out, there's <laughs> definite outcome. And, and we know <laughs> we know what's at the end of it. And there is a time limit, exactly. <clears throat> so whereas before we we don't we don't we don't have a time limit. It's more of an abstract pressure that's mm. like we need money. It's like what does that mean? Yeah. But at, at this point it's like we're having a baby. We know exactly what that means. Yeah. So it's having that real understanding of the implications of what we're currently in yeah and being able to then understand yeah like you said that it's time based Mm -hmm. and we know what's at the end of it and so i think knowing those couple of things makes it a lot easier to to have a definite want or desire for it i think when it's uh, when it's too abstract it's hard to know what to want And you don't have the time frame sometimes. And, yeah, when I mean, you don't have you a know, time frame, depending none of that on sort of stuff. yeah, yeah, it's so I think it feels really nice to actually want something and have it be possible. You know, with with your work, like you know, to get the money. If we didn't have the money, um, this there would be a problem. Yeah. Um, but I know that we'd find a way. If it wasn't this doula, it'd be another one. I'd recommend. I'd ask to. Um, I'd, I would ask, do you know anyone with a lower, or you know, how can we make this work? Because this is this is something that I, I feel like this experience already again, and I to, to continue rehashing a bit. It's it's important how quickly I was able to get a job yeah. that supported us yeah. and was is able to cover our financial needs. Uh, and a little bit we, more. We got a house and a little bit more, and the house was yep. was, was secured, and that yep. was all good. How quickly that happened. And then the, the doula and the midwives came along. They knew each other and it all worked out really well. And yep. we should be able to afford it. It shouldn't be a problem there. Yeah. And it's like how how quickly these things actually happen once you have an idea of what needs to be done. And a focus. And a focus. Mm. It, it, happens, it, it happened that quickly. And it actually, it already said that. So, I've only really read the prefaces and the introduction to this book. So, I'm really excited to get into the further chapters. But one of the, one of the, the key... Uh, <clears throat> There was, a, there was a paragraph in it where there was just like a sentence that was bolded. I'll just, let me just quickly find it because it's just like, it's so, um, it's so true. Like based on our current experience and what we're already going through. Uh, yeah, here, this line here. When riches begin to come, they come so quickly in such great abundance that one wonders where they have been hiding during all those lean years. So true. And it, it does, it just cascades, right? Yeah. It did. It just, oh my God. That's why it's like we kind of got whiplash because like, where did it, how, yeah. where has this been? You know, where, how yeah. did we find ourselves all of a sudden at this point where it's like, yeah, things are just pouring, pouring in. And it's taking this awareness, I guess, and applying it in other areas of our lives. Yeah. If it is to, to money itself and going, okay, let's, let's, how do we bring more of it in? Mm. What do we need to do? Now with the, with the doula and, and the midwives, right? We, I mean, we knew that, okay, we're going we're gonna to have a baby we, yep. and we want to have a baby a certain way. Yep. So, we already had that goal. We had that desire there and we knew that as part of that process, we were going to need certain people to help facilitate that journey. Yep. 
and obviously you're pregnant, well, you know that doulas and midwives help. So, you, you surround yourself with people, you get affiliated with people mm-hmm. who are able to help you achieve that goal. That's right. And so, it's like the, the key thing, I think, like you said, is knowing to know what you want. Knowing what you want makes it a whole lot easier yeah. to be able to then know, okay, who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to surround myself with? Where do I go? Yeah. You know, like for us, we had no idea who we could go to, no. who we could use. We didn't have money, right? Yeah. And it's so that, that does, that is somewhat of a barrier. But also, even if we had money, we wouldn't know where to go. Yeah, because we'd never been in that situation before. We'd never wanted something like that before. And it's, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, not we that didn't it have wasn't. Desire. Like I said, yeah, not, what not do you that want? it wasn't realistic. It was just, maybe it wasn't realistic to our situation then, you know? Like, the, I don't know. I mean, we'll keep learning about about that situation, what happened over the course of, you know, the after, like from now on, you know, we already have a kind of a perspective being like, what was that? You know, there wasn't that driver desire. It wasn't coming from that place. It was mm. coming from a place of fear and, and survival <clears throat> and, you know, tr- yeah, total survival mode. Yeah, totally. And that's, and that's not that's not healthy to be in for that long time. That's why we have to, I mean, we snapped out of it. You know, because of the baby. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, yeah, no, bringing us back to earth, bring us back here to life and taking responsibility for where we're at. And, and I mean, this happened, yeah. And and so far, like even just, just reading this, it's very much like it, it said in the like the first preface that a lot of the philosophy and the ideas in this book, it was first published in the 20s or the 30s or something. Mm. And a lot of the philosophies have actually gone on and been incorporated into into the kind of self-development type um, genre of writing and literature. And so, like, a lot of them kind of originated from this or they utilise a lot of the philosophies from this. And so, the, the, a big part of this too is the, I, th- I think, is the, is the idea that your thoughts, your thoughts and your mindset absolutely contribute to your your physical wealth. Yeah. And so, that's it's called Think and Grow Rich. Sure. So, uh, it's, it's, that's, in a, so, yeah, a massive, massive part of it is, is knowing what you want mm-hmm. and knowing and what, and, wanting about enough then, yeah. having desire for it. So I think that in this experience that we're currently having with the pregnancy, it's a very tangible, yeah. tangible experience with that uh, sentiment. I think it's something as well like um, it's kind of a, a an exercise or a, a trial from what we've been practising over the last year or so really, like honing – honing in particular skills like confidence knowing knowing ourselves knowing how, how to intuit knowing um like those kind of things having that experience of learning it and now it's kind of putting into practice and because there's a time frame now it's kind of giving us uh it's like god's giving us like an exercise <laughs> being like okay well apply it to this now this scenario to this you know here's, here's a baby how will you do it in this scenario and then It'll, you know, because it is, there's a time frame. We're like, okay, well, how are we going to, like, all, all, like, our work was pretty much around empowerment, personal empowerment, being who you are and knowing who you are and living accordingly to what you believe and what you value. Because that's what we're trying to do for ourselves. That's right? what we're doing for ourselves. That's what I'm saying. So mm. we're learning that out for ourselves. I'm like, yeah, we were learning the theory and we're putting into practice while we were together in, you know, in Pascavel on our own. But now it's kind of like testing how we're going to apply ourselves to a scenario. In like in real life with yeah at, with it with a child or yeah, in, yeah in a particular yeah and it wasn't it's it's not it was absolutely not a scenario that we had actually planned out and consciously chosen right it it happened mm. and it was a surprise and it's it's a beautiful surprise <laughs> but it, it's not something that it, it's something that it's it's here and there's mm. nothing we can do about it mm. right all we can do now is is take the take the situation and make the most of it and, yeah. and turn it into what we always wanted it to be. Roll exactly. with it. That's it. And It's like walking our walk, walking our talk. Yeah. 
And I think that's, yeah. So I think that essentially I think like this is an opportunity for us to walk our talk. I think so. And because uh, uh, obviously your focus as well defines, I think, what you achieve and what you attain. Right? If you're focused on, if you're focused on, you know, positive things and achieving certain outcomes, then you're going to be a lot more likely to actually achieve them. If you focus on failure or if you, if your attention is going towards something that's more detrimental, then you're going to achieve that. Yeah. That's why it's like you got you want to be very conscious of where your focus sort of yeah. lies. Your focus and I, goes, energy flows. I feel like for us, our focus predominantly, especially through 2020, was not not getting vaccinated. We really we did not want to. We were very against it. Yeah. Uh, for, for numerous different reasons, uh, but that was predominantly our focus, whatever we have to do to avoid that. Yeah. And, well, yeah, I mean, we've been very successful at that so far, right, <laughs> to the point where now we actually avoid it altogether and now I'm back working and it's all good Yeah. and it's okay. We don't yeah. have to be overly sort of concerned about concerned that, right? About it, yeah. But it, it's like we that was where our predominant, our main focus was yeah. and we achieved it. That's right. You know? It's like where was our where was our focus for the last couple of months? Mm. Because I feel like it when we kind of got past that hump of like, oh, am I going to be? Are we going to be able to continue on without? We you know without yeah. getting it. Once we got past that, and it was less a uh, that was less an issue. Yeah, it was like what what did our focus sort of become then? And I feel like it was it was more on surviving. It was more how do we how do we just get through this sort of this difficulty now? How do we wade through this this swamp now? Mm. And not, you know, not not go under. And I feel like that our focus was just on getting getting by, basically. Yeah, well, and, it was. You know, we're, we're, we got we're, there because we were in survival. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you're in survival and you're not really, you don't really know that you're in survival as well. That's scary too. It got, it got scary there for for a little while. You know, you don't know when it's going to end, mm. and you don't know yeah. when the fear is going to stop. You don't know when, you know, when it's going to be okay to go outside again, and when it's going to be safe. Like. There's real a lot of fear that that occurred that was instilled in us, yeah. you know, over the last two years. It doesn't matter what are you saying. Like you, you go out, you're afraid of something. You're either afraid of someone coughing or you're afraid of just seeing people socializing. I struggled with that. Um, you're 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 afraid of something. You're afraid of the air, because because of that. Yeah. Because of that experience, and it's a natural thing. It's not like it's not natural. But how are we gonna? Are we always gonna be in fear? That's that's the question. Are we always gonna be afraid of, um of the thing of those things or how are we going to strengthen and how are we going to face that and turn it into something that's going to make us stronger well i feel like what this is something that again a shift that's going to that is sort of occurring in our in our perspective and i think a major one uh, i think i mentioned it a couple episodes ago was was shifting from uh responding or reacting to reality to Mm -hmm. taking charge of it yeah taking charge instead like essentially dictating saying this is what we want and then going out and getting it. Mm. Instead of going, the situation occurs, we react to it or we respond to it. I'd rather get ahead of the ball, yeah. get ahead of the game and be able to go, this is what I want to do and I'm going to go out there and make it happen. So that it's almost like reality has to respond to us and, and what we want. Yeah. And and I feel like that's a, yeah, a big part of, of, of our focus. I think that it's that transition, that shift that I think even this experience of the pregnancy is going to help to give us that real tangible experience with having a desire, having a want, and then going ahead and being able to make it happen mm. through our actions. Yeah. Uh, because I, th- I think up until this point, we've probably been coming from that fear place. So we haven't been coming from a place of uh, this is what I want, this is my version of success. It's like we've been coming from that place of this is what failure looks like to me mm. and I want to avoid failure. I want to avoid failure. I don't want to achieve success. I want to avoid failure. I want to avoid getting vaccinated. I want to avoid... Um, Running out of money. Yeah. 
and I want to avoid, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of like not being able to support ourselves and, and being spiritually destroyed. Yeah. So I, I feel like you know we we were we've been saying for a while on the podcast, you know, run towards what you want, not away from what you don't want. Yeah. But I really feel like a lot of our and I think it's because we were mired in it. It's the situation that we were yeah. sort of a lot of our aspirations arose from. It just inherently tainted those aspirations with the fear. Fear. So we were we were moving. We were trying to avoid what we were afraid of yeah. of happening instead of moving towards what we wanted to to achieve. Mm. And I really feel like this is the one like the first thing for a while, and that's why it probably feels different. Mm. That this is something that you want to achieve. You want to achieve a natural home yeah. birth. Like I, I actually want to. I want to see it through, and then I want to continue seeing it from then on. You know, with how I parent, how a mother, and you know how what my work looks like. Yeah. While I have like obviously, um, trying to do it on my own didn't work, but you know, maybe with a child it'll be better. Maybe it'll be more for for whatever reason. It'll it'll be exactly what I needed. That's I it. don't I don't know what that looks like, and that's okay. I'm not worried about it right now. I'm just focused on achieving this this goal and allowing the other things to come. Because I'm sure that will come. I I've had this this calm about because obviously we, I've, we've got enough income that we're we're supported. Yeah. But to a point, mm. and so. It, it, it will come to a point, especially once we're moved, we're moved out and we're in our own space and we've got rent money and utilities and all that kind of stuff to be paying, then obviously we're going to lose a large chunk of the income. So, we're not going to be able to save as much. And then obviously having a child then and wanting to save for that and be able to do things for it and buy things, it's going to, the pinch is going to come back again. It's okay. But it's not going to be as severe. No. So, but obviously I have this, I have a, I have a kind of calm about it, like a peace about it. I feel as though you're in a better space now than what you have been for the last two years. Oh, I feel it. I feel like I'm I'm a lot more relaxed and calm about my life, about the, like the pressure has just released. Like yeah. every day I was waking up going, what the fuck am I going to do? How am I going to make it happen today? Mm. How am I going to like, well, how am I going to do this today? Or like I've got to do the same thing I did yesterday but just better or I have to always do something today. I've got to make sure that I'm, I'm like um, scheduling everything, like reading the tarot, the tarot cards and then, meditating and then doing this and doing that and it's like that's not a natural flow that's not what i want that's not this that's not the thing that i want i i want like i, I want those things to come naturally into my day yeah. i don't want to have to put them and organize them in such a way where i'm going to if i don't do them i won't be recognized like that in my work because that's the work i was doing then and if i don't do that then i'd be a fraud or you know what i mean like there was just so much going on and so now just like running away from I don't know. It was it was just such a surreal moment, but I feel at the moment like all of that's gone, all of that pressure. Yeah. I wake up and I'm like, just breathe. It's the news. This is a blank slate. Totally blank slate every yeah. morning, and I just breathe. Um, I don't sleep very well at night still, um, but I, I, I think that's right. Just- we'll sleep better once the baby's. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's again, it's kind of like that every two hours kind of thing. I mean, the cat woke me up this morning, which was not pleasant. Got to figure something out there. Mm. But um, I, apart from that, I generally wake up okay that my day is free for me to flow into. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared that nothing's going to come. I'm not scared that I'm actually, I'm excited that I'm going to, there's going to be a spark of inspiration somewhere for me, whether mm. it's today or tomorrow. I, I, I have faith that that's going to come in and I just focus on what, 
what I feel and what I want to do and that intuition that I've been learning about over the last two years and also talking about but also applying it in different ways. Now I can apply it in a really different way and I, I can feel the difference when you're consciously doing it in a place of calm and centeredness. Because we were consciously doing it, but our anchor point wasn't the future that we were striving to achieve. The anchor point was the past that we were trying to run away from or, yeah. or like it was the fear that we were trying to avoid. Yeah. So it's, we were doing it yeah. yeah, out of that like survival yeah. of trying to survive and yeah. keeping ourselves alive. So it's like it's the it's that consciousness because I'd say we were aware, we were self-aware. Oh, you know, we had yeah. very deep conversations and we shared a whole lot and we, yeah. we learned a lot about ourselves still for sure. Like yeah, I don't, it was, we weren't unconscious. I don't regret any of it. Um, I think it was incredibly important for our own growth and development for our own personal journeys and to and be able to share that is really great. All of it, right? But now I feel like it's it's a lot more conscious. A lot of that stuff's been brought to the light, like the impetus for a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so I think that's probably what it is. Now, it's more that it came from the fear yeah. rather than from what do you want like what do you, what do you actually face? want what yeah. do you actually want to achieve yeah. what are, what, are we, what is it that we're, we're going through here yeah. and i really do feel like yeah it took a baby it took something like a baby to actually shake us out of that of of that that rubbish we were in you know of that darkness and that swamp that we were kind of swimming through because it's something physical that we can't we cannot turn we can't turn our backs on we can't you know we can't yeah. get lazy with and it is one of the reasons why i didn't want to get vaccinated it was one of the reasons yep. why. So that was a huge sign for me going, I, you did it. It's okay now. Like you don't have to be scared anymore, you know, living like being in survival, trying to, yeah, like avoid it at all costs, avoid it, avoid it, do what we need to do. We, we lost everything for it. You know, we had to move back home. We didn't have money and all of that. But I think when this happened, there was a part of me that was like, it's, it's all going to be okay. Mm. I, you know, I achieved it yeah. you know, I got there. And that is something that, you know, for me to have really wanted something, I mean, it's probably the first thing that I actually achieved that I didn't realise I wanted so much. And this is probably the next thing, yeah. the, the natural, the um, home birth. But that was one of the main reasons why, and it was just this intuitive knowing. I go, I, I need to protect my child. And I don't know why, it just it's just feels like that's right. I feel I just feel it. I feel that this isn't the right thing to do. And yeah, we we lost it all, but I mean, I a, a large never... part of a large part of it too was sticking to our principles and sticking to our guns with it. And, and, and being... that's the I think it's the first time that I've truly done that. Yeah. And with with your help, of course, because I need you. I need your structure in my life because I'm complete chaos. <laughs> You know, like how Jula said, you're total masculine, I'm total feminine, I'm total chaos, you're total structure and logic. Mm. And it is. That's probably why we work to- well together because you embrace that and I embrace mine and we embrace each other and we, we help each other to bring that balance. Mm. And that's really important. Um, and it's, yeah, it's been, it was, a, it was kind of a relief. It was scary, obviously, <laughs> finding out, but it was also, it's okay. Like we, I did it. I achieved it. Because it's yeah, I mean, I want to be able to with with any kind of lessons or any 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 way that I can parent and and like the the how I can educate and impart information and knowledge onto our children. I want to be able to have actually had ex- proper experience with it, so I know what I'm talking about. I'm mm. not just talking out of my ass to them because yeah. if they're anything like me when I was a kid, they'll sniff bullshit from a mile off. <laughs> and and I feel if like if they're anything like me, they'll be like, oh, I believe everything. 
<laughs> that was a that <laughs> was they a, won't be the, the youngest child so that was a uh, that was a big thing for me too with it it's like okay you believe in this stick to it stick to it and follow it where it goes no matter no matter at what cost no matter what's at stake all that kind of stuff think about for me a lot of it was thinking about what i'm going to tell our kids mm. one day when we have them and and we're, we're talking about this major major historical moment yeah. and how we carried ourselves through it and how we got through it yeah regardless of whether or it not it was another you, driving force wasn't it yeah absolutely yeah. for me it absolutely was yeah. it was it was how am i going to what am i going to say to my kids i think we spoke about that how, how am i going to teach my kids about integrity right yeah. and this is this is not saying that those who did go and get it don't have it but no. my no. my point is if you want it was my position the whole time if you really want something if you want something you should be able to go and get it mm. or you should not have roadblocks in your way to prevent you from having what you want that's right but if you don't want something you shouldn't be forced into getting something that's right. and so that that to me is is you know stick stick to your guns on it you know if if it was something that you really wanted you stuck to your guns and you were able to go and get it that's fucking fantastic yeah, more power to it. you Integrity. fantastic right but for me i didn't want to get it so if i went and got it it would have been very soul crushing for me yeah. and and then you know how am i going to tell my kids like you okay if you don't want to do something if you don't want to do something then then don't you know or, or stick to your guns and they can just be like well you didn't yeah it's like in one of the, the one of the hardest decisions or one of the hardest you know most challenging things i've ever faced i i failed in a sense to mm. to actually keep to what was important to me yeah. and then and then what am i gonna what am i gonna you know, like i said what am i gonna tell tell our kids when you know when they when we talk about it or if i'm ever trying to talk to them about integrity or, or sticking it, to their guns they'll be like well you failed <laughs> like, yeah, yeah i did yeah and have to, i guess in that case you'd have to be honest yeah because that's the that's the best like right i think um for me absolutely was integrity as well honesty i think was a big one for me being honest with yourself because you when you when you lie or when you do something against what you want or what you believe, you feel that. No one else really. Like pe- other people can feel it, but you hold that in you, in your body. I know what that feels like because I wasn't myself for a very long time. Like even growing up, I was very mutable. I was very, um, uh, not like mutable, but um, malleable. I didn't know who I was. And there's, there's many reasons, many like aspects of that because I I was looking at everyone, trying to be everyone instead of myself. But I was lying to myself, and I knew, I knew that. There were, I remember moments when I was like, "This I know this isn't true, but I want to make it true because that person's cool," or you know, it, for stupid reasons. And then, kind of when we began dating, and we started talking more about life, about how we want to live, and then we started talking about children and then how we want to parent and all these kind of things started coming up, all these really important things that, you know, you talk about when you're an adult. Um, that really shifted things for me and I said, I just want to be more honest with myself. doesn't matter. Like, And when I say something, if it to someone and I've completely, you know, when they're like, oh, you know that person, you know, or they'll, they'll, they'll say a name and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that person and you don't know it. You know, sometimes yeah. we just do that to – and I'm like, no, no, say say that you don't know. This is the perfect st- start to being honest with yourself. Those little things because we don't realize, like, I didn't realize how much I was just saying that to fit in. And growing up, I really wanted to fit in because I didn't fit in a lot. I was very, I, I was very different and that's okay. Like I, I'm, like I, I like that about me now, 
but it was really hard for me to try to fit in because I knew that it wasn't, I was being, I was not being who I was. I feel like that's a general, when you're younger though, and you're going through those formative years and you're starting to really socialize and mm. figure out who you are, like what's your social identity. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a struggle that, that every young person yeah. goes through. Too, but it was also through my 20s. Right. So it was like at work, when I would be at work and mm. I'd start to kind of, and I'd noticed in my, in my 20s, I started working on it. Because I recognized that I didn't know who I was, especially after when I hit depression and hit that that point, that dark point, woke up a little bit to myself being like, all right, who do you want to be? Who are you? Who am I? What's my purpose? You know, asking those questions. Then in my 20s, I started to really ask those questions to myself and changing little things like that, having those conversations, just saying, you know, no, I actually don't know what you're talking about. Being honest, not fe- not feeling like I'm going to be stupid or seen as stupid because yeah. I didn't. Nothing happened when I said that. It was actually respected more when I said those things, when I said no, when I was more honest with I actually don't want to go mm. or I don't want to do this or no, I don't agree with you. You know, those things that because, you know, sometimes I'm like I didn't realise I was such not a people pleaser but I wanted to fit in. So you just wanted to kind of match their energies. Maybe that is people pleasing. I'm not sure. But I wouldn't go out of my way. But when we're in a conversation, I would try to match that energy so that I would fit in and they'd like me. Mm. And like as I was getting kind of growing growing up in my 20s and figuring that out that, it's not who I am. I actually don't like that. I actually don't like that skirt that everyone's wearing. Or I don't like just little things like that. You notice that do make up your character and personality and your identity. And then you start thinking about it. It's like, I actually don't really like that style. Why am I wearing it? Mm. Or um, I actually don't, you know, really like this kind of music. Why am I listening to it? It's because that my friend listened to it and I just wanted her to like me. Yeah. And if I didn't like that music, she wouldn't like me anymore. The, the silliest things like that. And over especially over I think the last two years especially the isolation and the lockdowns really helped it gave me time to be all right like who who am I and that's why I went deep spiritual because my outer shell was it was all it was a mess yeah. I couldn't I couldn't find anything there that was true so it's probably why I didn't go shopping why I didn't I had no interest in actually sewing anything or making myself clothes or all of that because I was soul searching and then by doing that I've come to this point now where I'm now finding, I go, okay, now I know that part of me. I've experienced my soul. I've experienced that part of me, that that essence, and I know I know her. Now what does she look like? What does she wear? What does she, how does she speak? Where does she go? What does she do to socialise? How does she? And the, that, what, do, what does she want? What, what are does her she aspirations? Want? What are, yeah, all of her that kind of stuff, yeah. her ambitions. What does, what, what does she do? What does she like doing? What doesn't she like doing? You know, that's equally as important. And what, what did she say yesterday? What are all of that? Yeah, and all of that's kind of coming out now in such a different way. And me being honest with myself with that time really has helped me see more of me and allowed that. That's why I'm allowing this time to just allow all of that. So it's kind of, I don't know, I kind of see like an inversion, like a lotus flower, like as it's closed, like that's the soul. And then it's like opening up and what you see, that's all the material stuff. That's all the, how, what it, how I'm expressing it, you know, how I'm expressing it. So for me over the last few years, it's been really about honesty. And then when, you know, making those decisions and yeah, holding, you know, being, (laughs) um, holding yourself also accountable to your beliefs because you're the only one that will feel it. 
you'll feel guilty, you'll feel shame. You're, you're the one who's going to feel. No one else is going to feel it. You feel it. So you create, you put, you create suffering in that sense. And you torture yourself. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to torture myself anymore. I, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's healthy. It doesn't get anyone anywhere. So I'm going to start being honest. And if someone doesn't like it, then well, that's not really my problem, is it? I just have to keep walking my honest, my honest path. I think the the key and it's with, not easy. The, the key with the honesty thing is honesty with yourself first and foremost. Yeah, is knowing, is yeah knowing knowing the limits of yourself and your being. Like what what are you capable of? What do you know? And what do you want? Well, all those sorts of things. Just having that awareness to be like, I do know, or I don't know. Why do I do anything that I do? Why 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 are we going forward and why were you trying to make that work happen? Yeah. Why was it not working? Mm. And it'd be very easy to to just to just stubbornly stick to it and say, no, this is like I'm refusing to see it for what it was. I'm just gonna continue moving forward and pretend like it didn't happen. Or I'll let it fade off into the darkness and I'll never address what it was. Mm. So I never have to face the fact that it was a coping mechanism. And I invested so much of myself into it. Because it's not easy to, to bring all that to light. You know, with me and what, with, with what I want to do, I'm sort of doing the same thing, giving it a bit of space so that I don't strangle it because yeah. the roots of the the work that I've been wanting to do, the substack and all that stuff on the side, it's it's all rooted in the same in the same struggle, mm. right? So I'm trying to give it a little bit of breathing space now yeah. to see where it, you know, where it could potentially go. And it's very healthy healthy i think well i think it, it's we need to kind of have that recalibration now because we're in a different place mm. so now that we're in a different place we don't need to be doing or thinking the same things we we, we don't need a struggle to survive anymore mm. we can look forward and go how can we start to thrive a little bit more That's how right. can we stop focusing on what we don't want yeah. and start to focus on something new yeah something that we actually might want mm. you know and that's the same thing for both of us I, t- today i'm like because i really i want to i want to have good books for our for our kids you know, yeah. i want to be able to bring them up on you know good fun kids books and <laughs> things that are stim- books that are stimulating, stimulating as well and bring up ideas and help them use their imagination and and i was looking at um i joke about it all the time about like reading them reading them philosophy and stuff <laughs> <laughs> when they're young but i was like well like i wonder what good philosophy books there are for kids like mm. you know aristotle for kids or yeah. you know i don't know david hume for kids or you know whatever <laughs> yeah, you know enlightenment whatever but it's like actually i looked it up and they didn't seem like there was a huge amount and I'm like, well, you know, what am I going to do? And it's I was good. like, why, why, don't I, why don't I do something like that? Imagine, yeah. imagine if I'm reading like, the yeah, Aristotle's Ethics or something and then I take my own notes from it and then somehow turn it into, into some kind of kids thing. Just to, just to kind of convey those ideas so that it can be, can be like a good series that yeah. actually can, can bring kids up with these ideas or an mm. affiliation with these ideas. Like they might not obviously know what the implications or the scope of those ideas yeah. are for life, but it's something that they can have an awareness of. Yeah. A seed planted as they grow as well. up, Like planting seeds, exactly. Yeah. And see what, what, what suits them and what doesn't. At least they'll be able to think about what they want and what they don't want. Because I just, I want to, I want them to be independent. I want them to be mm. able to think and to and to to understand what they want and and how how they think how to think how to approach something and this is something i'm learning i'm growing into because for so long i just took for granted everything around me i, I was in that kind of place of my you know, anyone with a qualification knows better mm-hmm. anyone with a posi- within a position of authority above me whether it's political or in a in a company age, age they all must know better than me yeah and it's just this, it's this thing that I, I, I took for granted. It's like, okay, I, this, this seems to be the status quo. So, who am I to challenge it? Yeah. You I know? felt the same way, especially being the youngest of six. Everyone knew, knew more than me. 
Yeah. And I believed it. And and you for kind a very of, long time for a very until you sort of snap out of it's it and you go everyone's it. just trying to figure this this same exactly. thing out too yeah. right whether it's the individuals or it's the culture itself it's mm. like what's the best way to carry yourself what's the actual best way to achieve success in life mm. you know and and that's 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 an evolving that's an evolving problem or an evolving uh, you know what do you call it, um, equation. That's No one's got the right answers yet. A lot of people think they have the right answers and they try and force those ideas and answers onto (laughs) others. Um, But, you know, I have have a a basic sort of idea of what seems to work well for me. And that's something I didn't have before. So... Now for me, it's like I'm trying to sort of build on my own foundation, and then try and trying to learn how to think differently, and how to think in a more healthy way, and how to approach something that I want. Because I'm I'm so used to being like I'm scared of not having money, so I better go and do a job that pays well. Yeah. You know, I'm scared of not being able to afford the things I want, so I better have a job that pays well. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be two jobs or three jobs. Yeah, all that kind of stuff, as opposed to being like. Okay, how about instead of focusing on what I'm scared of, how about how about I focus on what it is that I actually want to achieve? Mm. And then when you stop and you 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 ask that question, you go, well, fuck, what do I want to achieve? You know, I, I've never put any thought into it. Mm. I've always I've always thought about what's the most comfortable way that I can not fail, <laughs> instead of going, how can I fucking kick ass and thrive in life? Yeah. You know, it is, it is that how can I stay in my comfort zone and not fail? Mm. That's, that's pretty much like that, that complacency that, that yeah. I get into, that I was yeah. definitely got into. I was in it. And now it's like, that's where I think a lot of where I want to be now, we're in a position where a lot of things are changing for us. Like there's huge shifts that are happening in our life and, and massive like 180 degree turns. And I'm like, oh, I, I really want to, I want to. There's things that I want to do on the side. Yeah, like I said, the, the philosophy thing, and you know, maybe even the kids' books, turn it into a kids' book or somehow. Like that'd be a lot of fun. That'd be yeah. cool, really cool. I feel like, uh, but also I want to, I want to have the right mindset, and I want to learn from people that have that. Mm. You know, and so this, this why I got this thing can grow rich. I've also got you know an investing book from you know, uh, I think Benjamin Graham's the 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 author, the Intelligent Investor. Yeah, uh, I've got a couple of other kind of financey type books that I want to get into as well. Some Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, and yeah, like I really want to get into really get into that that type of um, that mindset that realm mm. you know because i i think it, a big part of it is yes it's the realm of finance and money and material wealth and all that kind of stuff but underlying a lot of the material abundance is the mindset yeah is is simply just a perspective a way of looking at the world and approaching your you know your place within it mm. and that's what a lot of it's just rooted in that and then like we said you know, money is the is the effect of value generated, and so that value is is rooted in in having a, a healthy perspective, mm. in in being creative and seeing seeing gaps and seeing things that you know gaps that require filling. Yeah, and that's where you, when you're and then yet when you have the drive to go and achieve something, then then the the material abundance and all that kind of stuff comes as a result. Yeah. But it's rooted in having a, a much healthier, much more wealthy mindset. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, and that's what I want to learn now. I want to, I want to get into that 
So for myself and for us, obviously, that we can be in as you know in a good position, and we can just have fun. Yeah, and we can have fun with life. It doesn't have to be a struggle. No, it doesn't have to be uh, constantly I'm, I'm avoiding done. something. I'm done with the struggle. You know, and then I want to, and then I want to be able to pass these lessons on, pass these books on, pass this knowledge on to our kids, mm. and then it, through the podcast as well, and to be able to share the journey as we're going through it, because it's just it's. It's it's horrible being miserable and being afraid. Oh, yeah, and you'll hear it in the many tears and <laughs> screaming matches and then the laughter that when you fail, <laughs> when things aren't, you know, when things don't come and you, you, they're just right there and then, yeah, the um, <laughs> the world farts on you. It's <laughs> still a good act. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, so that's, that's something that I really want to – put that as a, as a primary focus at this point. Um, you know, and, and I don't know, I don't know what will, what will obviously come of it. It's, it's in this book. It's like within the first chapter, the, the secret, he continues calling it the secret, uh, that, that, uh, the Carnegie secret, I think, cause he's, he's interviewed or he's spoken to, he's done a lot of research on a whole bunch of, of the, the world or America's wealthiest 500 people, I think yeah. at the time that he, he wrote it. And so he's done a shit ton of research. And so there's a lot of information in the book and it's, it's incredibly highly recommended. And it's like within the first chapter is the secret. And it's like, if you have, if you're ready for it, that's another thing I really like about it. If you're ready for this information, if you're ready for what this secret is, you will see it as soon as it's there. You'll recognize it very quickly if you're ready to see it for what it is. Yeah. And I really it like it. It gives that. you the power. It's like, I'm it's not really going to tell. Nice. Yeah, it does. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly right. It doesn't say, I'm going to tell you what it is. Nah. It's a, if you're ready to see it, you'll see it. You'll see it. You can, otherwise. I really like that, how he did that. I'm like, he's literally giving you the power saying, yeah. are you paying attention? And now I'm like, fuck, am I ready? I hope I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, you better be fucking ready. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll good. have to read it. And yeah. I'll have to read it again. And then. <laughs> It'd be good, like, I really feel like it was massively helpful reading Nietzsche for me because uh, it already helped because I'd already sort of established writing the course. This is really funny. Yeah. When I was writing up the course that we were talking about wanting to put out there, again, that was another thing that was just for ourselves. I never kind of went anywhere, but that's okay. Mm. It really helped for me to, it helped me to flesh out some of my own personal philosophy and then taking that and when I was reading Nietzsche, I kind of a lot of it really resonated because I was like, wow, I'm picking up on a lot of this stuff. With Nietzsche, the, one of the funny things is, is obviously like when I'm not as an amateur kind of reading philosophy, I'm not reading it with any coaching or any kind of authority figure that's there mm. helping to guide me through it and to be like, you know, these are the themes, but also put in its historical context. So I'm reading a lot of the texts through the lens of today sure. and I'm thinking about who he's perhaps attacking and who, who uh, what right. references he's making. And and for me, I'm putting them in, in the context con- of today. Yeah, sure. And so I'm reading it going, fuck, this is amazing, this is amazing, this is amazing. And then when you put it in the context when I'm learning about postmodernism and stuff and the, the role that he played in that in the development or the progression of philosophy to current postmodernism in, you know, putting up instinct and essential like irrationality, like rejecting reason as a means of of uh, understanding reality, you kind of go, it's, a, it's okay, all right, I understand that. I understand a little bit deeper now. And I'm like, we're a little bit wary, wary, wary of it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the idea is still when I started reading Ayn Rand, I'm like, she seems so similar to Nietzsche. Like, I don't know why she doesn't like him. And mm. it's because Ayn Rand's very much about reason and, you know, objectivity. Yeah. Whereas Nietzsche's kind of like reject reason turn away from it so right. you can see how like there's, there's sure, some fundamental differences yeah. but then reading on Rand, like, even you might disagree with the philosophy and all that that's fine but even still like the the idea of putting the individual first and and creative empowerment and and sticking to your guns no matter what 
like that resonated a lot, especially with what with the experience we've had mm. in recent times and just how that is really, you know, that is put on a pedestal and it's it's like hallowed ground, you know, standing standing at, at the, you know, the, the foot of just pure creative expression and potential, yeah. you know, and that the, an individual is able to unlock that and it's all within the individual. And reading, reading, you know, both books, Fountainhead and then Atlas Shrugged, it was like it's so inspiring. It's a very inspirational read when you have aspirations to mm. be better than what you are at this point or to actually go out there and achieve something. Yeah, it's relevant. It's incredibly yeah. relevant and it, it, that's really helped to shape me and to sort of hone my thoughts a little bit more and now sort of I, I'm ready and we're in a position now you know, physically, right, with the situation that we're in that, okay, we need to go and act now. We have to do something. Yeah. And and so now I feel like I'm more ready to take everything that I've sort of read and, and the knowledge and my understanding and, and my perspective and now apply it to and, and put it in a, in a more wealthy, you know, have the, my mindset become, uh, you know, a bit healthier, yeah. you know, turn it towards something positive. Yeah. And that's why I really feel like I'm ready now to read these these, you know, the, the books from you know, wealthy people, people that know the right mindset to have when it comes to generating wealth and thriving and, yeah. and living a life on, on your terms, on essentially, your terms. like pra- in practical terms. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to, for you to read it and, yeah, for us to get something out of it. Yeah, I will say I'm, I'm excited too. I think mm. it probably I mean, I, for you, yeah. you to read as well. I don't think yeah. it's a difficult book to read. Yeah, and didn't, like when I was um, just sitting there watching – the when you were reading, but I was um looking at the rhythm. Like, yeah, actually, it's quite. It's probably one of those. Yeah, it's not that difficult to read. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of depth to it, obviously, and mm. and whatnot. But yeah, I'm oh, yeah, okay. We're, we're just at a, we're we're at a very interesting um interesting time. Or it's always interesting. There's always yeah. life itself is interesting. There's always yeah. something to be able to reflect upon, which is nice. So that means you're kind of paying attention, I guess, to life. And if every if. Um, most days are interesting, then I guess you're pretty present in life, I guess, you know, whether you're just waiting for the next exciting thing to happen. It's like, oh, yeah, we got married. That could have been like the last exciting thing we did, yeah. but it wasn't, you know. I think um, it's not even like top ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's we don't live for those huge moments. We we really create moments in each day and see what, what like what does today bring and what, what did today bring and what did yesterday bring, you know. And make the most of it and make it just as exciting as the wedding day. Make it mm. as just as momentous just because, you know, looking at the sky and being basking in the sun and feeling alive. You know, I, I did that a couple, a couple of times this week, just sat in the sun and I just <clears throat> was just embracing it. I'm like, I can feel the, the warmth on my skin and I'm calm. I'm not worried. I'm not in that, that fear or that stress anymore. And I was just so grateful and to know that we're past it, to know that we're past that huge hurdle, I'm, yeah, I'm like I'm so proud of us. What do you think has most significantly reduced the stress or alleviated the stress? What do you think was like the, the you know, obviously going off and getting a job and having the financial security is, yeah. a, is a big load off. Is that what it was or is it something deeper, more fundamental than that? Um, I don't think I've really thought about it. Um because it's kind of been a transition because it was such a physical hit for me. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell whether that was it, <laughs> whether it was the, the complete shake up or whether it was the moment I realised that I, w- I was um, using, yeah, I was, I was in survival mode and I admitted to myself that I, it was a coping mechanism and I got liberated from that. 
And I think that would have been one of the bigger significators. Is that right? Significators. I don't think that's a word. Most significant or signifiers or something like that. Um, That, yeah, it's so funny. I just look up the walls and tries to kind of get where I was at because all the images were up, all the pictures were up. So when I was sitting on the bed, I was looking at them and I was just looking at them like they look so sad. The energy is just so dense. It's not light. It didn't come from, like, it obviously came from, you know, a very honest place. Um, but I think what snapped me out, what really changed things was liberating myself from something that I knew um, should have been ended a little while ago. Right. So it actually wasn't anything to do with the financial situation. Oh, I think that definitely helped as well. But I think, like you said, it's the, the moment I think it was that. Mm. And, I mean, it took a few days to kind of settle settle into it. Because I kind of realized it and was like, oh, ooh, that's a bit, that's a bit big. <laughs> that's a, that's a huge moment, I think. But it didn't feel huge. Yeah. Because you were like, wow, that's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my, you were making more of a thing about it. But I, I didn't feel the huge way. I actually felt, I was just becoming At more pace. peaceful, yeah. and I was liberated. And it, it wasn't like a shock. It wasn't, and it was. You can relax now. It was kind of like when, like me treading, I've been treading water. I'm in the middle of the ocean. I've been treading water and finally a boat comes mm. and I'm just on the on the boat. I'm like. <sighs> That's kind of like everything's, you've, been, you've, been everything's carrying, okay. you've been carrying all this baggage and you didn't even realise and it's just weighing you down and then all of a sudden you've just shrugged it off and you're so totally. much lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've known for a very long time that it wasn't working but there was, I couldn't stop. Obviously I've spoken about it already so I'm not going to repeat it but um, – yeah, I think that's what it kind of felt like. And then, yeah, when you got the job, because I, I was so happy that you got a job, but we were also weren't getting, we didn't, I think we only had the first, first paycheck, maybe the second. Um, Might have been around that time that we were maybe like either a day before or I can't remember what day it was. So we hadn't really gotten all the money. Like, yes, you had a job. I was happy about it, but I didn't, I can't figure out in my head, like, like you can, how much money we're actually going to have. So for me, absolutely. I was like, okay, we'll liberate that sense. I'll go, yeah, okay, that's fine. But for me um, to feel better, I needed to, it was my work and the pressure and the stress yeah. that I was putting on for myself to make money from that. And I had to liberate it because I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to make money from this if I haven't done it before, if it hasn't happened. Yeah. And that's not me giving up. It's me making a very wise decision and something that I'm just, I it's not working. But it's it's not also to scrap the thing entirely. It's to go, what okay, what How was can, the, yeah. yeah, what was happening? Like, what, like we've done, reflect on it and say, what can I actually take away from it? Because it wasn't all in vain. No, it wasn't. I think um, for me, a huge part of it, yeah, obviously making money is nice and stuff. But I think what actually helped to ease the pressure from me and to make me feel, I think, somewhat more empowered in this situation and, and less less dense and weighted, weighed down was actually how rapidly we were able to make things happen once our, f- our feet were genuinely put to the fire. You think the first thing we'd say was the, the child? <laughs> oh, I mean the child. No, no, no. But I mean no, the, I know, the but child. It's funny how it's the first long. thing. Yeah. I know, well, it's just funny how it's like the, it should have been the first thing that we said. It's like, yeah, the child kind of helped. But, yeah. But it definitely was a huge. Oh, but it was, a, it was a, when we when we realized when we found out we were pregnant, it's like, oh my, the pressure levels and the stress just went through the roof. Mm. And then it's like, what I'm saying is like what yeah, yeah. depressurized, what's actually oh, yeah, started to release yeah. that pressure a lot. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, it was 
how rapidly we were able to turn things around and make make make, make changes happen in our reality and to actually put us in a position that's a lot more viable and a lot more sustainable and it's like we were able to make rapid rapid changes to ourselves mm. and our situation for the better it's and it's like we are capable of doing that you know we've been trying to do something like that for the last year and a half yeah. and nothing has really eventuated no. and then all of a sudden we find out something massive and then within a week our lives have completely turned around yeah. not just like obviously because we're, we're pregnant right and we're gonna yeah. have a child gonna- but i mean in, in everything <laughs> take that out of take the take child away for a second and it's like our lives have completely turned around now completely within a week yeah. that, that happened yeah and so for me now it's like that having that experience and it's like now yeah reading this and it's saying it, it happens so quickly that mm. it's like how where was it this where whole time it, yeah. where was it that whole time it's like why couldn't this have happened six months ago so for me i'm like the position that we're in now it's great to have that kind of a little bit more you know financial freedom which is great but i now really want to turn my focus to in the not too distant future being able to financially speaking not have to work six days a week yeah. you know not have to work 40 to 60 hours a week uh, to, you know, in order to get yeah, I don't want to, to be comfortable, yeah. right? I want to be doing very well, doing half that. Yeah, and so uh, that's working smarter, not harder. That's right. That's right. So that's kind of my next goal. I, we sort of had to do what we had to do so that I could, you know, support us and yeah. then get us to a point where we could we have could have the home birth and, and have the exactly right, yeah. But moving on beyond that, like I want to have a life that has a bit more freedom that I'm in control of. Mm. I'm not just an employee. Mm. And so there's a lot of things now that I want to learn about and I want to educate myself on so that I can, yeah, start to make those changes now and move on from here and change reality once again. Yeah you know, for us and, and for you and for like yeah. you to do the same thing as well. Yeah. I, you know, and start I'm, to recalibrate I'm ex- and I'm change ex- again. That's right. Um, I'm excited to see what kind of comes next for me. And it's it's funny because um, it's nice that my doula has um, meditation as her non-negotiable because I've, I, <laughs> I've wanted to go back and I've wanted to get back into it and I know that's going to be really good for me in the pregnancy and me connecting with the baby and me connecting with my body on another level. So for that to be non-negotiable is really great. Um, it's It's been tricky. You know, I meditated this morning and it's not, not easy at all, mm. but I sat there and did it anyway and it's the best start. It's as good a start as any. Yeah. And we're going to have a three-day thing with her as well, but that's something that – Part of what I was trying to do before has come in and it's now it's weaving, it's slowly weaving itself back into my life in a, in a different way. So something that's a lot more um, useful rather than me just doing it because, yeah, I, I meditate. I can, you know, I've got it on my um, yeah. Instagram bio. I meditate. That's it's what I do. It's like I, I sleep, I eat. I sleep, but yeah, it's just <laughs> yeah. stupid. So I take not that I was really like that, but there's you know that ego part. Like if you're in that spiritual realm, you're doing that kind of work. You're like, yeah, no, of course I meditate, and mm. of course I do yoga. I don't, I don't do it every day, but I, you know, like stupid. Like be honest, and you know I had to be as honest as I was, and I well, I didn't say I did it every day. I'm like, you know, probably not as much as I liked, and that kind of thing, you know. But for this reason, it's like I don't have to tell anyone. Like I don't feel obligated. I'm like I'm really doing it for my benefit, yeah. for so that I can be healthy, so that I can be in control of my body, so that I can have a really good conscious birth and uh, like um, labor. Yeah. And the things that I'm doing are for that. And I know that everything that I've been working on for myself, even though it was kind of like I was trying to make it happen for, as, a, as a business, but I was doing it for myself um it was all about finding my own power 
being in control of my body, being in control of my life. And I think this is a huge test for me Mm. to be able to do that and like be able to go through this process of pregnancy and labor as empowered as I, as I've been like teaching myself to be, but now having that guide. Remember, like I've been wanting to find a mentor. I've been wanting to have leadership but it wasn't supposed to be in business. It was supposed to be personal development, someone who can hold my hand while I go through life, mm. you know, having that. And now I've got amazing people, like these two women that I've just met are incredible who are going to hold my hand and be by my side and look after me. And I know they've got my back because we align on a lot of things and I trust them because this intuitive thing. We've had conversations and it just fits. And it's going to be, and for them to empower me as well, want to do that to guide me. I'm like, I've, I've got kind of everything I was asking for. I've got, I, I wanted to, you know, being, finding that uh, process of emp- finding that power and empowerment of myself, standing up for what I want, doing it, actually making it happen, and then finding the right people to guide me there. And, you know, the next thing is to go through this, get through this pregnancy. And then the next thing after that is to give birth. And that I think is an ultimate, is a huge, huge test for what I've been trying to do for myself for not just the last two years, but ever since I kind of woke up to myself wanting to know who I was and finding that personal power, Mm. that, that in me, that fire in me that I know I've got, that I've been so afraid of, I've been holding back. There's a lot of things that are coming up over the last few couple of days as well. We've been talking about them. I won't share them, but um, that I've realized I've picked up from uh, my childhood, things that I've picked up from um, like my parents that I realized I actually don't want that, but I've been mirroring it. And it's, I don't want that. And it's, it's not to say, you know, it's, it's just, it's something I've been around for a long time. So I, I want, I, it isn't what I want because over the last years I'm, I've cracked. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I can't do this. What is this? And I was repeating a pattern. And I've been, especially ever since I've learnt, been learning about even energy healing, I was learning about theta. It's cutting cords of what you don't want, generational cords, generational patterns, things that don't work, things that you don't want to pass down, things that you don't want, only certain things that you don't want. You know, you're finding I, I want to cut certain things so that our child doesn't get you know, this survival mode that I've been in and, you know, because there's, there's a pattern, you know, there's a pattern of things, other things in my, I'm like, I, I don't want them. So why would, I'm like, I need to find a way to cut those. Well, that's my job yeah. to do that. I know that that's my job and it's huge, but I have been doing that over the last, you know, just a little while, but I know that I'm going to be doing them even more consciously and even more powerfully during this um, process of pregnancy with my doula because she's all about that. Just like let's create the the life you want now. Let's create what you want. Get rid of what you don't want. Cut the cords of things that you don't want or need anymore. And you create the life because you guys are a family now. It's you three that are that are to you know create your future. No and one I, else. Yeah, and I think it's that it's that the elements of the obviously that's 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 going to apply to this exact experience we're having right now, like this, you know, pregnancy. Yeah. But the principles or the, the, principles, the, the yeah. fundamentals are the same. I think that we can, if we can take those fundamentals and apply them elsewhere, mm. I think we'll be able to see similar results, you know, achieve success in other areas of our life as opposed to just achieving, yeah, I continuously say, you know, having the, the natural home birth. Mm. 
if that's 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 a goal that's a target that we really want to hit and then taking the principles from that whole journey from this journey that we're currently going through and applying them in in other areas of our life and i think we'll we'll see some real genuine success uh moving moving forward if we continue to remain open to ourselves and then dedicate ourselves to yeah i mean what it is that we want you know being able to identify what we want i think liberating ourselves from that past baggage a little bit helps to lighten lighten us so that we can actually look around Mm. and then see with with a whole lot more clarity what is actually there what opportunities are actually available Mm. what is something that you know might potentially be very well suited to us yeah and i i had to do what i had to do in the meantime i mean it's it's probably no coincidence that this job is just a casual job at this point i'm working full time but it's it's a casual job so i can just let them know on a day's on a day's notice or a couple of days notice like i'm not available for this shift or whatever but it's probably also casual because you know it's not something that's supposed to be long term and i don't want this to be long term it's just it just needs to tie us over tie us over until we get to a certain point in a few months time and then i really want to be able to in the meantime build up my education and my knowledge and and work on my mindset to then be able to actually take those reins myself in the in the fi- in my financial world and to be able to go and achieve things financially on my own terms. Mm. So this I think this experience that we're having with the pregnancy is just a massive tangible, you know, lesson for us yeah. with how to take charge of what we want and go forward and achieve it. Yeah. I absolutely think we that. haven't had that up till now. It's been more ab- abstract. Yeah. And I think we've been, in, in practical terms, we've been avoiding what we don't want instead yeah. of moving towards what we want. And that's something we had to learn through experience. Yeah. And it's part of the process as well. Like, you know, you, you at some point in your life, you're going to have that. You're going to be in that space before you kind of wake up being like, oh, right. Because you got to have an experience in order to be like, oh, okay, now I understand why. You know, there's certain things that we need to experience. I... You know, for me, um, it's really interesting because the doula and the midwives and a lot of other women that I've spoken to have said um, a lot of women that are having home births now had a traumatic first or second birth or third birth, first, second, third, like, you know what I mean? They had first traumatic um, experiences. It was, it was a prior trauma that prior led trauma them to that go. Them to go yeah. For me, I've always, like, it's, I'm not avoiding that, but I know what I want. So it's something I'm like, well, I know, I know that that's something that, you know, in theory, obviously, but I don't need to have an experience of that to know that it's not good for me. Yeah. You've got I, the clarity of conviction cl- with it. Yeah. You don't need so, that, but yeah. The, I don't have that with everything. No, there are some yeah. things that we do need to experience and there's other things that we just know that we don't need to have that experience because there's, yeah, there's that conviction and just that knowing. And everyone has that in different ways, you know. It's like, no, like right now, you know, one has to tell you the fire's hot and you don't touch it. You know, you're a kid, the kid's like, oh, light. You know, of course you're going to experience it. Or some kids that just are a bit close to it, like, oh, it's a bit warm, and they don't need to really think like, okay, I see. I see that they're like, oh, you see someone else burning. Do you that's, know what I mean? Do you know what that's called? That's called um, rational rationalism. Oh. So that's uh, Rene Descartes, uh, sure. Baruch Spinoza, I think uh, the rationalist, that there's there's information that you can, you can acquire knowledge oh. through reason, sure. through reasonable yeah. uh uh, induction or deductive reasoning, one of the two. Inductive reasoning or deductive. Yeah. yeah, you can you can deduce first principles and and truth, knowledge about the truth, just by a rush through a rational process, sure. as and, opposed you know, to so- the empiricists who have okay. to experience. Ah, they have to. Ex- they have the knowledge is acquired through experience. Mm. Yes. Yeah. 
Well, a lot of my life is all about, um, even in my chart, it's all about, you know, ex- experiencing to learn. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I've made many mistakes, but they're not, you know, I, I could say that like, you know, it's been a failure over the last two years and it felt like that at some point, a, a lot of points, but now I'm like, it was the biggest lesson mm. and you have to see it that way because you, you don't have it weighing you down. I've allowed it to liberate me. You know, I needed to have that experience to see what I really wanted because what I wanted was so out of scope and so far away from me in that reality. But God will give you, the universe will give you an experience if you ask for something. You have to trust that that experience is is exactly the perfect. Yeah. Like we said, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we've said like even throughout the last, say, six months to 12 months, I don't know why we're going through this. I don't know why it's so hard, but I'm sure there's a good reason. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that we'll see this on the other side and going, oh, of course, of course that had to happen so that we could, you know, because why? Like we've we've been like that throughout a lot, a lot of our relationship. We've been met with these experiences that allowed us to be, have, have a conversation and think about, okay, what was that about? Yeah. Oh, my God, this happened because of that. Right. Okay. And we started to pick up those patterns. And now it's like it's coming. It's like, okay, you know what? We're having this experience. Yeah. You know, oh, all right, there's a baby here. What do we do? Yeah. Instead of going, oh my gosh, our life is over, and then you, know, you have that moment, but you let it out, and then you go, okay, all right, let's, yeah, yeah, let's put, yeah, let's, yeah, that's out, that's done, let's move on, let's, <laughs> let's move on. Know, how let's... how are we gonna how are we gonna move forward? And you know that comes with a lot of practice, and you know, like obviously we're not professionals, but we're getting we're getting to a point where it's it's getting easier to kind of be like, okay, we're faced with another thing. You kind of have to laugh when things happen now because it's like if I want to cry. Ah. But life is amazing and life is beautiful and I'm very excited to to hold our new life in my arms. Ah. Yeah. So but uh And I'm showing a little bit. I think it is a little bit of a bump. Yeah. Yeah. Well what are you week ten? Yeah, this is the tenth week. Yeah, so you're not far off. You're like finishing your first trimester. Mm. When's is it? First trimester is that twelve weeks 12, or fourteen weeks? Three, three months, three to four months. I guess it's like I think it's twelve to fourteen yeah, weeks is kind of the weeks. end of the, the first trimester. Mm. So and your nausea seems to be significantly reducing because I'm eating. <laughs> I think yeah, because you asked me, are you is your nausea your nausea better? I go, I only think it's better because I'm eating quite frequently. Yeah. So. Not like not a lot frequently. I'm eating like because I said eat six small meals a day. So instead of big meals, because you know, so that's what I'm doing. I'm just eating like not snacking, but having small meals. Because you seem to be doing a lot better, which is really good. Yeah, well, I've had to kind of find a way, (laughs) and yeah, that's good. This baby's keeping me very present. I know it's late. I didn't didn't know we're that far over. My goodness. Yeah, no, we're 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 a bit over time again. So it's just sitting at this desk is just just we just want to stay here. We'll leave it there. If you enjoy the episode, please like and subscribe, subscribe. to the channel and share. share it around. That'd be really great. If you want to get in touch with us for anything we spoke about or any any for any reason, our email address is rtppc at protonmail.com. My Instagram is logan.d.gray if you want to DM me and yours is yuzagray.com if you want to DM me. Wait, no. No, that's your website. Yuzha.gray. Yuzha.gray. I don't oh have my a website God. anymore. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <gasps> Because I was about to say it, but you just took the reins and you ruined it. I did. I'm so sorry. And I apologize for the giggling at the beginning. Or yeah. I am. You're welcome. If it. Really yeah, I'm just going to leave it in because maybe you know, people, whoever whoever's listening might need I to have just have no a good idea laugh what for happened. the first three minutes of the episode. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I mean, you take that giggling out. We're only like ten minutes over. But anyway, <laughs> all, I'm going to leave it in there. 
and uh yeah so user.gray so if you want to get in touch just yeah feel free to shoot us a message or yeah, anything. yeah. and um yeah we'll chat or talk or anything like that so but anyway we'll leave it there i love you i love you let's have a blessed day yes that felt much better than what we finished yesterday's episode with. <laughs>